about, it's a very, very simple verse. It talks about the kind of life that we're supposed to live. And uh, I want to read it to you now. It says this. Do we, do we have the verse or we don't have it? Not yet? It's okay. I'll read it to you anyways. It says, but blessed, everyone say blessed. I like that word. Blessed are those who trust or find boldness or can live carefree in the Lord. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, not yourself, not your ability to earn an income, not in how smart you are, trust in God and have made him their hope and their confidence. Most of our confidence, if you're lining up for a running race, kids, your confidence is in the ability that you think you can maybe win, in your talent, in your ability. So God's saying, don't rest in your talent. Don't rest in your wisdom to be a great parent because you're not going to succeed all the time. You might be the fastest in your class, but guess what? When you go to the inter-school athletics carnival, there might be someone faster than you. Or you might be the fastest there, but when you go to state, there'll be someone faster than you. Or national, or you go to the Olympics and you've got to race Usain Bolt. You're like, "Uh uh-oh, I thought I was fast, but compared to him, I'm not. There's always someone more talented than you. And God says, don't rest your confidence in yourself. Rest it in him. Look at the second part. It says, If you do this, if your trust is in God, kids, this is so good. If you will trust God with everything, look what happens. It says this. It says that you will be like a tree. Do we have the next verse? I can read it out. You will be like a tree planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep down into the water. And this is my favorite verse. Such trees, these trees who are by the water, their roots run deep. Kids, listen to this. Such trees are not bothered everyone say not bothered means it doesn't affect them doesn't affect them they're not affected by the heat who knows when it's 45 degrees you notice it right you go if you don't water your grass for a couple of days and it's 40 degrees what happens to your grass it starts to turn brown right because it needs the water it says but such trees are not even bothered by the heat nor worried by long months of drought What about when you're going through a tough time at school? What about when things are happening all around you? Your financial economy is not looking great. Your business is not looking great. The Bible says it's possible to live a life where the outside things don't affect your hope, don't affect your confidence, don't affect your living. As a parent, I want to tell you, it's easy to worry. Amen? It's easy to fear. It's easy to be concerned about your finances, your marriage, and your children. And God is telling us in this picture, if you'll make him your hope, kids, if you'll make him your confidence, God says, you don't have to worry about the bully at school. Whoa, wouldn't that be amazing? I'm not saying it doesn't come, but God says, you don't have to fear him. You don't have to worry when your trust and your confidence is in him because he's going to see you through. And that's the kind of life I want to live. I want to live undaunted. I want to live unworried. I want to walk in victory continuously every single day. And it's possible because I've got the Spirit of God living in me. And so do you. So this morning, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a song right now. It's called God is Great. And I need, I, need, I need four kid volunteers to come and help me on stage. They're like, Sean, I was born for the stage. Please give me a chance to come and shine. You up the very back, number one. Let's see, in the blue right there. Number two, let's see. Oh, yes. Mr. Fox Tycoon, does it come up here? Number three, Andy, oh, yes, up here. Yes, you, right there. Okay, up you come. Give them a clap. Come on, here they come. All right. All right. Awesome. All right, spread yourself out a little bit. Two on this side, two over here. Oh, it's 
speak with the Lord, you've got other, you, 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 maybe you just come across the same thing. We need the LTM to get on you. Okay, great. Whew. Now, this song's called God is Big, God is Strong This Year. We practiced this yesterday. Let's see if the adults can get it. Here's what it is. God is big. God is strong. Okay, two masses, fellas. He's so great. And then full clap. One, two, three, four. You got that? Big, strong, great. One, two, three, four. And then it goes like this. For there's nothing. Can't say that. In the world could ever take his place. Which means there's no one like God. There's no one who you can trust in like God. That's what it means. God is big. God is strong. He's so great. Clap, 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 clap. You got that? You feel? All right. I got faith in that. All right. You're proud. And as an added incentive slash bribery, I am going to give away a CD right here to the worst dancing person. So even if you can't clap in time, you could still have a chance. Some kids are like, my dad could win. <laughs> All right, so here's what we do. Can you put that back on the table for me? Great work. All right. Here we go. Don't get too excited. These young people. Let me at it. Let me at it. It's, it's going to keep up with the old people. Anyway, here we go. God is big, God is strong, He's so great. Clap, 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 clap. Says God is big, God is strong, He's so great. Well, for there's nothing in the world that could ever take His place. God is big, God is strong, and He's so great. Awesome. You guys all good? All right, here we go. Now we're going to go a little bit faster because this is what we do in kids ministry we hype your children up and then send them back to you all right here we go god is big god is strong he's so great said god is big god is strong he's so great wherefore there's nothing in the world that should ever seek his place god is big god is strong and he's so great that's pretty good pastor rob i'm looking around and i'm noticing there's a few adults that have come up with their own actions to my song. Would you like to see them, kids? It goes like, goes like this. It goes, God is. But don't worry, because I've got a special song. It goes like this. I'm 36 and I'm just too hip, yeah, to do actions in public. Ooh, my friends might think that I was lame, might call me a funny name. But there's just no way that I can't be seen in public doing these kind of things. My image would be ruined, man. There's just no way to comprehend the damage that could well be done if pastor saw me acting, acting like I was having fun here. <laughs> oh. The pressures of having to be cool all the time. Never stops, kids. Never stops. Even when you become an adult, you still want people to look at you and be like, you're awesome. But the truth is, if you want to walk with Jesus, you can't care too much what people think. I'm not saying you don't care about being kind and loving, but I'm just saying you just can't worry too much whether or not everyone thinks you're cool. Because you can be super, you know, guys like Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift, 
there's, there's gazillions of people that love them, but guess what? There's also gazillions of people that hate them. And they didn't really do anything wrong. It's just do what they're good at. Some people just won't like you, and that's all right. Some people just don't like Jesus because Jesus says we're not good. Some people get offended by that. Some people don't like God because God says there's a heaven and a hell, and they get upset that God would send people to hell. But the truth is, nobody has to go to hell. God made a way you can go to heaven. So it's okay if people don't like you. I get people tell me quite regularly they don't like me. I don't like your music. I don't like you talk about Jesus to my kids. But I just love them because God loves them. And so this song is all about that, reminding God's so deep, God's so strong, He's so great. He's always with me. There's no one like Him. So here's what we're going to do. Now we're going to go even faster. And I want you all to stand up on your feet now, all right? All right, here we go. Now I want to challenge all those introverts who are like, there's no way I'm doing these actions. Come on, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I know you can do it. Here we go. God is big. God is strong. He's so great. Said God is big. God is strong. He's so great. Well, for there's nothing in the world that could ever take his place. God is big. God is strong. And he's so great. Now, if I was normal, I would stop right there. But I'm not. So we're going to go one more time really fast. But instead of one, two, three, four claps, I'm going to give you the challenge. Everyone say, challenge accepted. Right, Bear grills, man versus child. All right, we'll see how we go. We're going to go one clap in front, clap. Then we're going to go one clap under your leg. <laughs> then we're going to go one clap behind your back and then back in front. Boom. One, two, three, four. Try it again. Go. One, two, three, four. Some people are sweating already. All right, here we go. That was just a practice. I was just seeing if you were ready. All right. The false start, man. I used to hate that at the start of the round. Who ran false started? All the nervous energy. You ready? God is big. God is strong. He said, Go. Said, God is big. God is strong. He said, Go. Well, for there's nothing in the world that could ever take his place. God is big. God is strong. And he's so great. Give yourself a big clap. Well done. You can have a seat. You guys, great job. You can have a seat. Give my volunteers a big clap. Awesome job. You guys are amazing. You know what? Kids ministry, kids church is one of the most amazing privileges that you could ever have to be a part of. Helping set kids up to succeed in life. Hand up if you wish. Hand up if you were not raised in a Christian family or you, you came to faith later in life. You know, I, I was privileged to be raised in a family where my parents got radically saved. My parents, my dad was an alcoholic. My mum was depressed off her rocker. And my dad's secretary had the courage to invite my mum to church. My dad mocked her endlessly. Mocked her. Oh, Jesus, the fairy tale. Eh? He just mocked her. But she didn't give up. She invited my mum to church. One day my mum said yes. Guess what happened? My mum came. She said yes to Jesus and God radically touched her life. Set her free from depression. She was a brand new person. The Bible says you'll be, you're a new creation. When you give your life to Jesus, it's like you awaken to who you really are, who God made you to be. 
And you'll never get it until you say yes to Jesus. You just sit and be a skeptic on the outside and be like, yeah, nah, I don't see how this could possibly be real. But here's the truth. My mom said yes. God touched her heart. God revealed who she really is, set her free from depression. Three weeks later, my dad is like, who are you? Because when Jesus gets inside you, you change. You can't help it. It's like when you start eating right, you'll start to lose weight. And people be like, you look really good. The truth is, you're still the same, but just you've, something's changed on the inside, the way you think, the way you eat, which is transforming the way you look and the way you act. And my dad said, well, I, maybe this Jesus thing is not as weird as I thought. And he went, he gave his life to Jesus. God set him free from alcohol, and they raised my brother and I to know Jesus when I was five or six years of age. And I'm so grateful that I got to come to church. I got to go to kids' church. I got to learn who God says I am and what God says I have. And you know what? I've had the privilege to minister to more than half a million kids all over the world, all because that one woman wasn't afraid to say, hey, would you come to church? That's why I love last night. had a concert. I'm encouraging kids, bring your friends to come to the concert. Whether or not they say yes to Jesus, it's up to them. Jesus never made anyone follow him. He just presented the good news and said, there's a better way. I've got an amazing, God's got an amazing plan for you. And this is why it's so important to get in the house of God. This is why it's so important to get in and serve in the house of God. I love your leadership team. So why don't we give our kids team a big hand. Thank you for all you do. Loving on kids. It's so cool. Now, I did say that I was going to give away a CD to someone, and I have found someone who did a wonderful job. They were a little nervous at the start, but they did they did get better as it, as it went on. When I had done the rap, they stepped out in faith, and then they started doing the acts. And, and sir, in the checkered shirt up the back, you are my winner today. You are outstanding. Thank you so much. This, thank you so much. Not a, not a mockery at all. I mean that with all my heart. Thank you for stepping out in faith. Because truth be told, when God put it on my heart to start doing this, I hated dancing. I was like, I will never dance in front of people. And I used to put my guitar on and stand behind a microphone. I used to make all you people dance. And I would stand behind until the Holy Spirit convicted my heart and said, Sean, you'll better connect with people if you put your guitar down. And I was like, no. And one day my wife said to me, she said, go on, Sean, just have, have a go. Do it. So I put my guitar down. Do you know what happened? I did the song and the actions without it. And it was a disaster. <laughs> it was horrible. And I walked off, and I remember telling my wife, I was so bummed out. I don't know if you've ever stepped out and tried to do something you're a bit afraid of. And I, I did it, and it was just, oh, it was awful. And I walked off stage, and I was like, that was terrible. And my wife looked at me so, so profound. She said, she goes, did what? Did you think you were really going to be awesome the first time you did it? And I was like, yes. And I realized, did it again and again, and now I love it. Now I'll go times where I don't even play the guitar because I love connecting with people. And you know what? If I had to stay behind the guitar, I would have missed out on part of what God wanted me to have. We've got to remember, we can't be afraid. Everyone say, no fear. We can't let fear stop us from being who God wants us to be. And we're going to do a little song now. And uh, this song is called Free. Everyone say, free. And uh, this song is from... Um, it's from my, my new DVD. It's called Free, but it's not free. Should have rethought that when I called it. But anyway, this song is all about what happens up here, what happens in your mind, 
And, uh, you know, there's, uh, I remember being at the beach, uh, sorry, um, my dad telling me a story when I was a kid about a guy who went down to the beach. He said that this guy's walking down the beach, minding his own business. All of a sudden, seagulls came and landed on his head. Maybe you've heard this story, and I remember going, oh, that's a bit odd. My dad said to me, he got, the man had two choices. He could A, shoo the seagull away, or B, let the seagull stay there, and he could build a nest on his head. Now, which one do you think you should do? Shoo it away, because it'll look pretty silly to walk around with a seagull, but let him build a nest on your head. And the whole point of the, of the story was, my dad was teaching me, he goes, you're going to walk through life, and you're going to randomly have thoughts that come into your head. People are going to say stuff about you. People are going to say, I, I, I think you should do this. Or, I don't like this about you. Or you're a this. Or no, you can't be in my game. Or you're a loser. Or, your, your kids are never coming back to Jesus. Or your fault that your marriage broke up. Or you're never going to be debt free. Or you, your business is never going to take off. Or you, you, you. And you're always going to have these thoughts, right? And they're like a seagull that comes and lands on your head. And every time you have a thought come into your head, you've got to choose, what am I going to do with the seagull that just landed on my head? Am I going to, if someone says, uh, you're a loser, you're never going to be at anything in life. You're going to be in debt the rest of your life. You're going to sit there and go, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to let that stay there. When you let that thought stay, when you let something stay that's opposite to what God says about you, it's like a seagull living on your head and you let them build a nest there. And you just decide, I'm just going to feel sorry for myself. And you're going to look pretty dumb because you've got a seagull living on your head. Could you imagine someone walking around with a seagull on their head, kids? You'd look pretty silly. And you walk up to them and go, oh, why is there a seagull on your head? And it'd be like, oh, well, you know, once upon a time a seagull landed on my head and I just couldn't be bothered swatting it away, so I just let it live there. But you know what? When thoughts come, happens to me all the time, Sean. Who are you to stand up here and come and talk to these people about Jesus? You're not perfect. Thought comes to my head. Seagull, what am I going to do? Go, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh, well, that old, yeah, God doesn't want to use me. God doesn't really love me. He only, he only just pretends he sent Jesus to die a horrible death on the cross to give me life and a hope and a future. I'll just, I'll just believe that. Or you go, get out of here. I'm not going to listen to that. And it doesn't matter if 20 times a day someone comes up to you and says, you're a loser. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to listen to that. My God says that he chose me and predestined me before the foundation of the world. And people come up to you, you're going to be in debt all your life. You will never own a house. Sorry, the Bible says that my God's going to meet all my needs according to his glorious riches. Psalm 112, but it says wealth and riches are going to be in my house. It's your fault. Your kids are never coming back to Jesus. You got saved too late in life. No, no, you realize one plants, one waters. The Holy Spirit's the one who makes it grow. You plant, I'm going to reap. You sow, you're going to reap. I'm sowing, I'm going to reap. And this is what we've got to do every day. This is not who I am. Have you ever seen those footy players on the TV? They, um, they put, put the oil on their skin at the nighttime at the games. Have you ever seen that? On the AFL, and aside from making their muscles look good, which I'm sure is part of the reason some of them do it, but the, who knows why did some of the footy players put the oil on their skin? Does anyone know? What's the idea? You sure? Yep, right there. Right, to make them slippery. So when the opposition tries to tackle them and stop them, if they can't get a hold, it's slippery. And this is what you've got to remember. You've got the Holy Spirit. And I want to show you a verse from John 14. 
uh, John 14, verse 26, if we've got it up on the screen. And it talks about the Holy Spirit that God's given you. And this is what it says. It says that, by, that, you, that the Holy Spirit, He's the comforter. He's the comforter. And He's going to guide and teach you in all things. He's going to bring to remembrance what God said about you, which means He's going to remind you who you really are. So that when people come up to you and say, you're a loser, or you walk up to someone, you go, can I join in your game? No, get lost. What happens is it's like something trying to attach to you. It's trying to say, this is who you are. No, I'm not worth anything. You're not valuable. When you're so filled with the Holy Spirit, when God's love so filled with your life, it's like the love of God covers you. It's like that oil. If someone says, you're a loser, sorry, can't fix, just slip straight off. You're a jerk. I hate you. Sorry, can't fix. I hate that you talk about Jesus. How dare you tell my kids about Jesus? Sorry, can't fix. God loves you. But you've got to be so filled with God's love for you. Kids, I'm telling you, it's possible to go to school. It's possible to go to school and for someone to be mean to you. you. And it can still hurt your feelings. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't have to change who you are. If I walk up to this guitar and say, you're not a guitar, you're a drum kit. I can be really mean. I can call it, you're a recorder. You're an you're a, you're a electric guitar. You're a microphone stand. You're a nothing. But the truth is, nothing that I say will change the truth about what it is. It's a guitar. You know why? Because somebody one day created and designed this guitar, and the person who created it determines its value, determines its use. And God created you in His image. Kids, look at me. God made you in His image, and He looked at you and He said, It is very good. God determines your value. So here's what you've got to do. When you wake up in the morning, remember that first song? I said, you've got to choose, do you live by your feelings or do you live by truth? Here's what I do. When I wake up in the morning, some days I feel on top of the world and it's awesome. But I tell you, some days I wake up and I feel like I'm down here. Have you ever had a day like that? You can't explain it. You don't know what happened. You just woke up and you just don't feel great. I wake up, you know what I do? Look in the mirror. when someone's mean to me or when I finish preaching somewhere and I see someone walking up to me after the church service and they've got this like mad look on their face and they're going to come and tell me what they think, I just say in my heart, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. And nothing that you say is going to change my value. It doesn't mean I don't have a teachable heart. I always have a teachable heart. God, if I've done something wrong, I'm sorry, help me. I have a teachable heart, but it doesn't change my value. You can't take my value. Your friends can't take your value from you. You've got to know who you are. This song we're going to do is called Free, and it's all about freeing yourself from the lies of the enemy. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, it says, Take captive every thought that comes in that doesn't line up with the Word of God and make it obedient. So here's what we're going to do in this song. It's got some great action. So I know there's a few kids that know these songs free. Is there, any, is there any, maybe like three or four kids that think they know free that would like to come and help me? And say, do you want to come and help me up on stage? Do you want to come? Come, beautiful. And ooh, let me see. Who else is there? Up the back, do you want to come? Do you want to come? Let's see. Anybody else? Look at all the parents with their hands made up. Uh, yep, you just there. 
And uh, let's see. Okay, and you can come, Gil, and you can come up and go. Okay, come on stage. Stage, this is your moment to shine. Uh, anybody else? One more? Don't be, don't be afraid. No fear, no fear. There's you and Jesus is here. No fear. No? No, you want to you come up the back? Come on, come on. You want to come too? Come on, make the most of it. I'm not here every weekend, so Pastor Rob might never let you on a stage for a while. I don't know. All right, do you guys want to start shuffle, shuffle along here? All right, here we go. Now, this song's called Free. Everyone say free. Man, the devil wants you to live bound. Jesus came to set you free from fear. Free from fear. I love it. All right, you ready to go for this? It goes, hold on, hold on. What are you running from? All right, I've got some pretty bad news, so. Then it goes, slow down, slow down. That's really right. I'm going to slow down, slow down. I do all my own choreography, by the way. <laughs> then it goes, take that thought now. That thought that goes, there is no way I'm doing these actions in public. Why not? Are you scared of what people think about you? That's another thing that some people, <laughs> that's okay. Take that thought now. If you've been set free, you've been set free to jump up, turn around and sing with me. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh. There's a lot of woes. And you shout out, I'm free. I'm free from you. I'm free from what you think about me. I'm free to just be who God says I am. doesn't mean I'm free to be rude. doesn't mean I'm free to be negative. I'm free to just be who God says. I'm a 33-year-old trapped in an 8-year-old's body. Uh, eight trapped in a 33-year-old's body. But I'm never going to get old. Do you know why? Because I'm never going to live old. I'm always going to talk young. I'm always going to talk like I'm loved. I live in a caravan. I don't have a house. But it's okay. I don't talk like I'm poor. I talk like I'm rich. I talk like I've got everything that I need. He meets all my needs. He's God is good. That's who he is. Here's what we're going to do. I want to invite you to stand for this one more song. And for all the introverts, this is the last bit of dancing torture for you, okay? The rest will be for the kids, all right? So this song's called Free. So we're going to rock it. Tell the person next to you, I'm free. Come on. Yes, like this. All right, put your hands together. Come on, One Heart Church. Here we go, everybody now. The Lord is my life. He's my salvation. Why should I tremble with fear? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. Why should I be afraid? All right, hold on. You ready? So hold on, hold on. What are you running from? Hold on, hold on. We gotta slow it down, slow down, slow down. I'll take that thought now, cause you've been set free. Everybody jump, go, jump up. Now turn around, sing with me. Here we go. Whoa, oh, and whoa, oh, oh, I'm free. Jump up. Now turn around and sing with me. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, I'm free. Oh, yeah. Come on, put your hands together. The Lord is my life, He's my salvation. Why should I tremble with fear? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. Why should I be afraid? Here we go, we go. So hold on, hold on. What are you running from? Hold on, hold on. We gotta slow it down, slow down, slow down. I'll take that thought now, cause you have been set free. Two, three, rock. 
Gonna shine, shine his light. Gonna be, be all that Jesus created me. Gonna live, gonna live my life. Gonna shine, shine his light. Gonna be, be all that Jesus. All right, let me hear you sing. Hold on, you ready? Here we go. Hold on, hold on. What are you running from? Hold on, hold on. I'm very proud of you. Slow it down, slow it down. I'll take that thought now. You have been set free. Two, three, rock, go, jump up. Now turn around and sing with me. Whoa, 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 I'm free. Jump up, turn around and sing with me. Whoa, whoa, I'm free. Yeah, come on, give Jesus some praise. He's good. And we are free. You guys can have a seat. Awesome job. Give the kids a hand. Great job. Oh. Port Lincoln, if you could get a hold of who God sees you as who God created you to be, it will change your life. We should not be people who come to church sit on Sunday morning, and we clap our hands and sing a song, and ah, I kind of believe, and then we go home and we, wa- we do grace and our bedtime prayer, and, and maybe pray for our kids every now and then if they get sick, and, and that's, the, you know, if somebody comes and asks us, are you a Christian, then maybe we share our faith. Our life should be more than that. Our life should be a witness everywhere we go. The way we speak, people should not help, but be like, there's something different about you. And I'm not talking about faking being happy. I'm talking about you've got the answer to life inside of you. And we come and we sit. I've been going to church for 25 years. Some of you have been going for longer. And I'm telling you, you can sit in a pew like this and just go to the preacher, feed me. We just get into this Christian spoon feeding thing and we have our children And we send them maybe to the Christian school and we hope that they'll help them with their Christianity. And we send them to kids' church and hopefully that'll help them. Maybe they could get one good Christian friend. We cross our fingers and just hope that they'll decide to follow Jesus. But I tell you what, if you've got an understanding of how amazingly the powerful Spirit of God is inside of you, you'd realize you can start to use the power of your words to speak over your children, to speak over your family, to speak over your business, over your finances, over your health, and go, I've got the power of God inside of me. You see, otherwise it's just another form of religion. And Jesus, I mean, my, my son is four, my daughter is two. You all seem like really nice people. There's no way I would sacrifice my child to save your life. Sorry. Because I love my children. Why? Because they're mine. You're not mine. Although, you obviously, we could adopt you and arrange an an arrangement if you don't have anywhere to live. But I'm just saying, these are my kids. I'll do anything for them. I'm not going to give them up. Especially, I'm not going to give them up for someone who's just going to go, oh, yeah, thanks. Jesus gave up his life. And this is what we've got to remember, kids. This is why you can't afford to let your thoughts go un- un- unwatched. You've got to think, no, God does love me. I like to put it like this. 
to help us get the understanding. Imagine, think back to a time when you did something really, really, really naughty. Think about it. Think back. Can you picture it? The dads are like, yep, that was yesterday. No, uh, you know, you think back to a time. I remember I did something really, really not well, not, not good at all. I made a terrible choice. And imagine your mum or dad has just found out. You are about to get seriously busted. I mean, it's going to be bad. It's going to be like five smacks. It's going to be, you lose your iPad for a week. You're going to get grounded for three days. It's going to be bad. And just as the punishment is about to come down, your brother or your sister runs in and says, wait, mom, wait, dad. Don't punish them. Punish me. Now, who knows that would be a miracle. Your brother and sister would be the one in the corner going, they're not the ones that come in and say, punish me. And this is what Jesus did for you and me. This is what he did. And we sit in church and we go, oh, thank you. And we raise our kids and we just do a bedtime prayer. We just say grace and we try and live a little Christian life. And we don't walk in the power that God died for you to have. It's like, it's like having a, it's like, I don't know, if you, if you had a million dollars, it's like God gave you a million dollars, but you walked around with the bag zipped open and the cash is just falling out everywhere you go. It's like you don't realize what you've got because if you realize what you've got, you'll protect it, you'll treasure it, you'll invest it. If I gave you a million dollars, if you were wise, you would take it and you would grow it and you'd never need to be concerned about money the rest of your life. But if I gave you a million dollars and you didn't know how to, how to use money wisely, it wouldn't even make it to the next generation for your kids. You'd blow it all. And we've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit to pass on and help our children realize who they are. And I want to challenge you, parents. The devil's going to come in with a baseball bat and say, you can't do it. Boom, your kids are never going to follow Jesus. You're not smart enough. But I got news for you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 30, it says, I am in Christ who became wisdom for me. You see, you don't rely on your own wisdom. You rely on his wisdom inside of you. The Bible says in 1 John, I think we've got this verse, 1 John chapter 2, verses 27. In verse 20, it says, but, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. In verse 27, it says that the anointing that God's given you, the Holy Spirit, He will teach you. You don't need anyone to teach you what is true, for the Spirit of God in you will teach you everything you need to know. God knows how your children best work. Why? Because He made them. The Holy Spirit, my child is really struggling at school. They're dealing with fear, struggling with depression, struggling with this. Holy Spirit, show me. I declare I have wisdom in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit teaches me how to raise my children in your way. We do not need to fear that our children might not follow Jesus. You have the privilege to leave a legacy where your kids will be like, oh my goodness, I want to run after what you have. You see, my son loves the West Coast Eagles. Not because when he was born, I looked at him and said, son, you either follow the West Coast Eagles or you sleep outside. What do you want to do? I never had that conversation. I never told him he had to. He sees I love it. I live, I breathe it. I talk about it all the time. And guess what? My kids love Jesus, and you should hear them pray. My kids pray with authority, with power. 
They cross hell everywhere they go. You know why? Because I live and cross hell everywhere that I go. I don't just say a bedtime prayer at home. I pray powerfully all the time. My kids see my wife and I in the Word. We're worshiping. We're always listening to podcasts in the Word because I'm going to walk in power. I'm going to walk in His fullness. I'm going to walk in His... I'm not going to get to heaven and go, oh, oh, I missed out on it. He wants that for us. You want to, God, awaken our hearts to see what you have for us. So church, here's what I want to do. I want to uh, I want to close this morning in a word of prayer. And I just wonder if everyone would just maybe bow your head just for one moment. If you're visiting this morning, this is nothing weird. I just want to give you everyone a moment of privacy. Kids, you can just close your eyes if you're willing for a minute or even just bow your head just for a little bit, just for a moment of reflection, everyone. And right now, and as you know, God loves you so much that Jesus paid a high price for you and I to have freedom, to have relationship with Him and to walk in power, to not live in a slave, to not live in depression or in anxiety or to live in sickness. But God desires us to live in freedom. And I'm not saying if you're walking through those things right now, God doesn't love you. I'm just saying God wants to help you overcome. God wants to awaken His Holy Spirit in you. And it all starts when you come to the realization that, God, I need you. I can't do this life without you. There's something inside of our spirit, our pride as human beings, where we, we, we don't want to admit that we need help. We don't want to admit that actually we're not good. Maybe you're good compared to the person next door. Maybe you're good compared to someone in jail. But let me assure you, compared to the perfect, holy God, nobody is good. We've all broken His law. We've all lied, cheated, stolen, lusted. We've all broken His law. And that's why Jesus had to come. Because punishment had, had to be made. Atonement had to be made for sin. And God said, I don't want you to have to get what you deserve. I'll send my son, Jesus, to die a horrible death on the cross. To take your place so that you could be forgiven and you could live in this freedom. You could live in the freedom God desired you to have all along, but you have to choose to receive it. God will not make you exceptional. God will not hit you over the head with a Bible and make you exceptional. He'll come as a loving Father, come alongside you and say, I love you, I love you, I have good plans for you to prosper you. Would you trust me with all your heart? Would you trust me? And I'm promising you, I'm not lying to you this morning. God has changed my life. He's set me free from fear. He's set me free from worry. He's my provision. The Bible says he is Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. Jehovah Rapha. He's my healer. And it all starts with saying yes to Jesus. I'm going to trust you with everything. And if you've never done that before, or maybe you have a long time ago, and you know, I'm not walking with Jesus. I'm not trusting Jesus with everything. Then right now, I want to invite you on the count of three. While no one's looking around, to just raise your hand. And I'd love to pray for you and say, yes, Sean, I want to receive Jesus. If that's you on the count of three, while no one's looking, just raise your hand. You're ready. One, two, and three. All across this place. Is there anyone who would say, yes, Sean, I need Jesus today. God bless you. You're amazing. God loves you. God bless you, Sarah. I see your hand. God loves you so much. God bless you. God bless you at the back. I see your hand. 
God wants to buy my children and the children children of God. I have lots of friends. So anyone else, one last number, we can call number one eight two two. If your heart is beating a hundred miles an hour, and you know you need to put your hand up, but fear says don't. I want to encourage you. One last chance. I can see you. Thank you. Raise your hand. God bless you. Still have two hands. God loves you. Many hands this morning. Adults and children. Church, if you raised your hand this morning, I'd invite you to say this prayer out loud with me and mean it with all your heart. Church, would you say it too? Would you say, Jesus? Come on, say it. Say, Jesus. Thank you that you love me unconditionally and that you paid a high price to forgive me of my sins. Today I choose to give you my whole life and to trust you each and every day. Thank you that you love me. Show me who I really am. in your ways and in your power and in your authority for my life. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Why don't we give these people a great hand this morning? Wow, so good. So good. One heart, thank you for being here this morning. Lord, tonight I'm going to share again to your great word in power, to your family, to your kids. Share a bit of a testimony of the amazing things God's done in my life. And a part of our, a part of our, our calling is to empower kids and families and grandparents to raise world-changing kids for Jesus. The stats are 60% of kids who grow up in church walk away from church by the time they're 18 to 21. And the Lord put it on my heart to say, not on my watch, not anymore. So I want to be a part of the change. And so my wife and I, we love to create resources that music videos so we, i mean i write songs like stop and listen to your mom i mean you want your kids to hear this stuff but songs that your kids want to listen to we spend i spent about hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the past eight years of our own money to make these resources i don't make that up I, because i want you to be able to give it to an unsaved kid and they're not going to look at it and go oh that's lame i want them to watch it and go that's amazing and i, I want to encourage you if you want to sell into your kids We'd love you to support our resources. We, we have a thing called Kingdom Partners. If God's put on your heart what we've shared today, we'd love to partner with us. And we do these. We travel to schools and share the gospel all the time. And, and we love doing this. We'd love to be a part of that. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, jump online. We've got a Winning With Kids, a parenting, a free parenting blog every Wednesday on Facebook called Winning With Kids. It will help you spiritually raise your kids. Really practical. And it will help you walk out God's truth. It takes two or three minutes. And I know not all of us have heaps of time in our week to be able to do some of these things, but I encourage you, seek out God's wisdom for your parenting, for your family. It will be such a blessing to you. Thank you for having me this morning, One Heart. God bless, and we'll see you tomorrow.